Good morning. This is Tom and Patricia. And welcome to our Bible study this morning. Uh, we'd like to uh, begin today to discuss a scripture that's found in the first uh, John, the second chapter. But before we do this, Patricia, would you say a prayer? Absolutely, absolutely. Without prayer, what, what could we expect? Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, we come into your throne room of grace in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for this great salvation. We thank you for the cross, the sacrifice, and the blood that was shed. And Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would lead and guide Tom and I, Lord God, through your word, Lord God, your word, and give us understanding of your word, Lord God with the help of your Holy Spirit this morning. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy, for allowing us, Lord God, Lord God, to be representatives, Lord God, of your grace, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you would bless those that hear these words that are spoken, Father God, and that you would bring the power of your Holy Spirit into their lives in a new and special way, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I think that what we will do this morning is begin to read in the second uh, chapter of 1 John and uh, begin a little discussion on this. Oh, 1 mm -hmm. John, right. 1 okay. John, yes. First John the second chapter. I may have, might have misspoke there. Thank you, Father. Okay, I'm going to read the, the first uh, couple of uh, verses here. It says in uh, 1 John, the second chapter, my children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And you know, that's a very, very, very important scripture very, there, very isn't important. it? Yes. Thank you. Well... Yes, it is. What do you think that means, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous? Well, he stands, the advocate, it's like a lawyer that, right. that stands um, between the judge and the accused. Mm -hmm. And he, Jesus, our advocate, our lawyer, stands there. It's like he's saying, Father, they've given... They believe in what I, who I am, and what I did, and I stand in, um, in defense of them. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Father will accepts our prayer when we come in right. Jesus' name. Well, you know, in, in a regular uh, secular courtroom, sometimes the lawyer will uh, talk to the person who is accused of the the crime or whatever it is, and he'll take what's considered a plea agreement and present it to the prosecutor. So I can see in this uh, way spiritually that 
Jesus is taking our plea, which is to us who are saved, we're, we're pleading the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on cro the uh, cross of Calvary. You know, because it says in John 3.16 that uh, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Praise so you're, you're correct. He's our lawyer. He's advocating before the Father. And mm -hmm. we come into, the, into his presence. Uh, Jesus said, this is somebody who has taken the plea. He can no longer be condemned for the things that, they, that, that he's accused of. That's so right. Yes. And, That's uh, right. And in, uh, in verse 2... It says, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins what, of the whole world. What was that big word, propitiation? What does that mean? Propitiation means that Jesus died for our wrong to bring us into right standing with God only through his death of the cross. Right. You know, this brings to mind a, a story about in, in ancient Israel when somebody had a lot of debt. Uh, and somebody else would sometime come in and, and, and as, we, as we said, they would advocate or they would go on their behalf and they would pay all the debts that that person had. And then they would take that list of debts that the person had and take those and nail them up in a public place for all to see that those debts have been paid for and they're no longer in force. They folded them up and nailed them. And just like when Jesus Christ was upon the cross, he took all our debts and our sins, and it was nailed to that cross so that if we actually believe in Him and what He did for us, then we are no longer responsible for those. They're wiped away. Praise God. Thank, thank God. Thank God for that. And um, also, in um, it says in verse 3, And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. You know, knowing the Word of God gives us the truth, and the direction that um, you know on how to how to love. I mean, when you know when we truly love somebody, we want to know about them. Right. We just want to know them. Not only their their name, but we want to know them and what they like and what they love and what they don't like. So when we say we we want to know him, we want to know who Jesus is and how he thinks and how he feels, right. so we can please him. And that is the way our life should should live. Everything we do, you know, we do to please Him. Right. And also, this is a little bit of a backtrack there, but Jesus, who is our advocate with the Father, He is the only way that we can come to the Father. It's only through Jesus Christ the righteous, according to the Bible. It says in another place in the book of John, I don't have the exact... A chapter and verse but it says that anybody that comes any other way is a thief and a robber so this is the only way we can come to the to the father and i have i've heard people say that you should just come to god and speak directly to the father you can't do that there's no way you can come to him unless you come through jesus christ and his name Amen. he won't even he won't even hear you because that's the only way that a holy righteous god can hear us if we come through jesus christ Right, and, uh, and isn't it isn't it true, Tom, that you know, um, the way if we could see a picture of this, that um, when God when God looks at us, he has to see Jesus. Right, that's it. He has to. He can't. He can't. He can't look at us and say, "Oh, okay, you know, you're a nice person." No, no, no. If he doesn't see Jesus, 
Know the words meaning, mm -hmm. if we have not accepted, if we have not believed that God sent his only son to come and lay down his life and die and shed his blood for the sins of the world mm -hmm. as a perfect and sinless lamb of God, then we, we cannot be accepted to the Father. Uh, there, uh, Dottie Rambo, who has since gone on to be with the Lord Jesus Christ, had a song that she sang, and, was, and the lyrics were that Jesus, or God the Father, looks at us uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and he only can see a king. <laughs> Jesus I is like it. our filter. He's our the filter. God sees us through the those uh, rose-colored glasses, so to speak, and he only sees a king because... According to the scripture, God has made us priests and kings before him because we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of the Jesus Christ, who according to the scripture was even shed in the mind of, uh, was uh, the blood was shed in the mind of God before even the foundation of the world. So he sees us and he accepts us as part of his own because of that sacrifice that Jesus made oh, on the oh, cross. Oh, how beautiful. And uh, how beautiful. as you said, as beca because of this, because he first loved us, because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He is asking us now just one simple thing. He wants us to keep the commandments that he's given us. And what does that mean? Does that mean we have to go through law and and do everything legalistic according to the old law? What does that mean? Oh, no, what that means is every... Uh, God's standard of righteousness, His commandments, mm -hmm. they are excellent. They are good. They are good. And He gave, like for instance, the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. He gave those commandments. And, and God knew, even when He gave those commandments, He knew that man could not, could not follow them, could not obey them, because He knows the heart of man. But that's why He had, that's why He assigned um, priests to to sacrifice to sacrifice animals for the sins of the people at that time. There always had to be the shedding of blood, and the animals had to be perfect inside and out because Jesus is perfect. That's a sign of Christ. So anyway, but without without Jesus's death and resurrection, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we cannot obey these commandments. But now we can. Now we can because not only um, not only can he help us obey it, but we now, because we are saved, we desire to obey them. That's the beautiful, I desire to please God. That's right. And uh, Jesus, who is our high priest now, he's already made the sacrifice, like you said, the priest in the Old Testament did. And uh, in uh, Jeremiah, the 31st, chapter verses 31 through 34 and also Hebrews 10 the 16 through 20 it talks about the fact that the God was going to write his law his commandments mm. in our heart yes and that he as a result when that was done he could remember our sin no more we will become changed by the fact that the Holy Spirit has come in and written those things, in uh, the, according to Scripture, it says into the fleshly tablets of our heart. Thank well, we know He didn't scratch anything in our heart. It's talking about our spiritual heart, our soul, our mm. spirit. We mm. now are become in tune with His Holy Spirit because of the fact that we have accepted that sacrifice that Jesus Christ made upon the cross. Praise God. And uh, as a result of that, do you think that there should be 
any difference in the way we behave. Let's go ahead and read. A, uh, let's go on down probably to uh, scripture, the scripture in verse eight, First uh, John two eight, and begin to read there. Okay. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. We we were once in darkness before we came to Christ. We were in darkness. We and what does darkness mean? Darkness means it's dark and you cannot see. You cannot see what's in front of you, what's behind you, what anything you mm -hmm. can't see. And you know, spiritually, what does spiritually, that mean? Spiritually, exactly. Spir what, what does that mean? Spiritually, we are without God. And we don't understand. We can't really understand even anything we read right. in the scripture unless we have the Holy Spirit, the light of God, there you shining go. in our heart, you know, in, in, in the actual, the regular book of John, the the, uh, the Gospel of John, in the first chapter, it says that he, lined, he his light shined into the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. Mm. The people there that were living in Israel really couldn't fully understand why Jesus came until uh, he died, was buried, and rose again, and, and he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. They did not have that ability to, to even understand mm -hmm. <laughs> what God was actually saying. I know that there's prophets and different priests in the Old Testament that God gave glimpses of what was going on in the New Covenant, in the New Testament that was to come. But they really, really did not understand that until after Jesus Christ was risen and he sent that Holy Spirit enabled people to change their thinking, so to mm -hmm. speak. Yes, and, and in everything you said, and without the Holy Spirit, we cannot live this life or walk in the ways of God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, the, the God, the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. And that's why that chapter two and the book of Acts, oh, it, oh, it's so beautiful. It was as Jesus said it was the promise of the Father that he would, he would send his, his Holy Spirit. And after that, if we, if we recall the scriptures, after the disciples and all those 120 people were baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter went out and preached under the power of That's God. Right. Under the power of he God. He was changed. He was totally changed. So what does that tell us? If, if nothing happened before the, the Holy Spirit entered into, inside of them. You know, nothing really happened. I mean, they believed, but, you know, but the power of the Holy Spirit, that's why we all, as Christians, we all need that the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. And, and we need the heart to really want to obey, really want to be faithful to what is being said to us. Well, so we see that Peter and the, the 120 in the upper room, they were totally changed when this presence yes. and power of the God the Holy Spirit came into their lives. So what do you think if we don't display this change in our lives? Is there something wrong? Is, did we actually come into into his presence? Is we actually were we actually changed? Did we actually repent? Did we actually turn away from our sin? In the ninth, uh, the ninth. verse it says, mm -hmm. He that says or he that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness. And until now, and 10 says, uh, He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. So if we've actually come to the Lord and accepted 
Jesus Christ in our lives. He comes in with the Holy Spirit and he changes. There should be some kind of a change in the way we're treating others, treating our Christian brothers and sisters in the Lord. There needs to be something that's changed. And if we don't change, isn't there some, isn't an indication that there's something wrong? Maybe we, we didn't actually repent of the sin that we're, we we were involved in. Well, you know. Well, you know what that what that's saying. He's not. You know, these people he's talking about. That they're, they're still saved. They're still Christians. When we come to Christ, when we are saved and born again, and even even you know when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, you know we are acceptable to God the Father because we've accepted His Son. But in that way of living, sometimes we don't even know the depth of what's inside of our heart. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit to reveal, to reveal to us, you know, when things happen, uh, maybe somebody does something to us and, and we get angry and, and you know, you know, maybe it might have been for a good reason, but, but, you know, God, God is showing us we still have anger in our heart. So what do we do? We go to God, the Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, forgive me for that anger and, and help me, you know, help me walk in love with this person. And that will be that will be the rest of our lives because God will will always show will always show us what's in our heart as we live day by day, day by day. And and until and until we go home to be with the Lord or or we're taken in the rapture, we will always be under the how would you say, we will always be changing. God will mm. continually be changing our heart. We're becoming perfected. There you go. That's well, right. You know, uh, the 11th verse here says, He that stum that hateth his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knows not where he, he goes because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And he just has not uh, come into the truth of what the Word of God is trying to lead him into because... Uh, the scripture says that uh, the love of God becomes perfected mm. or formed in us in a way that our lives would reflect the word of God and that we would uh, follow after Jesus Christ as our example. Praise God. Praise God. In the verse, um, verse 12, it says, And I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So in other words... When, when we see these things in our heart that are still not right, they're still not right, and we've asked God to forgive us, John is saying, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So when we ask God to, you know, to forgive us, he will. But why does, why does he forgive us? Because of the name of Jesus, what he did for us. Yes, uh... You know, um, John, First John three fifteen goes on and says that he that hates his brother is actually a murderer. Mm -hmm. So we've got to, to got to guard our hearts and the way that we are thinking. And that's a good thing is is in John, First uh, John, three fourteen. No, uh, excuse me, I, I'm I'm confused about that. Oh, anyway, in the in the First John. Uh, the first chapter, it says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So even if we have 
did something or had bad thoughts in our heart or our minds, because Jesus Christ is our advocate with the Father, then we can come to him with our prayer of repentance, and he will forgive us of our sins Thank and cleanse us from the unrighteousness. And, mm-hmm. and there are those that claim that we don't ever have to ask Jesus forgiveness again once we originally oh, come and no. ask for, for forgiveness. What do you think about that? Well, what I think about that? Well, I'll tell you, personally, personally, if, um, if a married couple have, has arguments and um, there's a problem between them and somebody, one of them says something that they shouldn't have said and they don't repent, there's going to be a little, little resentment there. You know, that's a very good example, you know. No, we have to, we have to always come before God humbly, humbly, and ask Him to forgive us and it, admit that we are wrong. We have to admit that we are wrong. But thank God, because we are Christians, that's what we do. I mean, you know, the world, the unsaved, they don't, they don't have that privilege. They just going on, going on, and they, they, you know, whatever they're doing. But we as Christians, that's why it's so important to know the Word of God, to seek God, to be in His Word, and to, and to uh, know what God expects from us. And not only... Not only know what God expects from us, He'll give us the means, the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to us and to, and to give us help to repent and to walk a different way. So, uh, to sum all this up, that God has provided a means by where we can come to Him through Jesus Christ, who is our lawyer. And as a result of us coming to Him, there needs to be some kind of a a change in our lives because he's given us of his precious Holy Spirit and we won't respond the same way mm-hmm. that we used to. Like on the day of Pentecost, uh, Peter, uh, he got up, he was a very scared person who, didn't, who denied Christ three times <laughs> uh, when he was led off to be crucified, become a bold witness for Jesus Christ and he was changed and it was obvious to everybody around it, he was changed. Right. And the important thing is also, even after we come to Jesus Christ, if we make a mistake, we are able to come back to him and ask his forgiveness, and he will forgive us. Yes. So uh, I think I think we'll uh, end it, this part one of First uh, uh, John, the second chapter here, and we'll take it up the next time. So would you like to say another prayer benediction for our listeners? Praise God. Yes, yes, I, I will. Thank you. Thank you, Father. You know, I would like to say that if there is anyone listening to what Tom and I are saying, and you come to an understanding, you know, God's revealing to your heart that maybe you've never given your heart, your, your life over to Christ. You know, maybe you're in a religion that you believe in Jesus, but you never truly repented. But Jesus said, Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So if you think you're you're there, if you think you're there, let's let's pray this prayer. Let's pray this prayer right now. Can we pray with you? Yes, please. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that I need your help. I admit that I need your help. And I believe what Jesus did for me. I believe what Jesus did for me. And I ask you, Father. And I ask you, Father. To forgive me of my sins. To forgive me of my sins. And cleanse me from from all these sins. 
and to cleanse me from all of these sins. And as you said in your word, and as and as you said in your word, I believe that I am born again. I believe that I am born again. And I've come into a brand new kingdom. And I've come into a brand new kingdom. Your kingdom, Father. Your kingdom, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I know that I am saved. And I know that I am saved. Give me a desire for your word. Give me a desire for your word. That I can get to know you. That I can get to know you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be able to come to you today and to present uh, the scriptures to you. We hope that you will in enjoy listening to this and that you will listen again uh, when our next uh, edition comes out. We thank you f for that. Surrender.